the problem is not primarily with people. The problem is primarily with leaders. Um, it is up to leaders to ensure that in their enterprise, they don't have these gross levels of misunderstanding. I did not realize that ChatGPT could hallucinate. Um, and it is up to leaders to put the policies and the methods and the technical capabilities into place so that there isn't misuse of these capabilities. This is AI for Leaders by AI Leaders. Practical, to-the-point content helping you drive results with AI. Here's Chris and Frank. Hi, welcome to the AI Leadership Podcast. I'm Frank Strickland. I'm Chris Whitlock. As you can see, I'm not in studio today. Uh, we're going to be doing some future sessions on wellness. I'm working on mine right now, but for the moment, uh, back to the regular podcast. So as you can see, uh, Chris is on a little vacay, having a great time. Uh, as he mentioned, working on his wellness, among other things. Uh, speaking of wellness, we're going to do a podcast, perhaps a series of, of episodes uh, on retirement. Um, my portfolio would be greatly boosted if I had a dollar for every time someone has said to Chris and I of late, I thought you were retired. And so we just think that the concept of retirement is a vague and conceptual one. We're going to try to bring some practical help to you on a way to think about retirement. It's actually closely connected to analytics because we will entitle the episode or episodes um, the fourth quartile of life. And uh, we will give you our perspective and some practical tips uh, what we've been doing in retirement and kind of tips that might help you as you think about uh, navigating to that point at which you quote unquote retire. And so we'll do that in some upcoming episodes. Uh, for now, we are coming up on our uh, the 247th birthday of the United States of America. Uh, it will be July 4th in just a few days. And so for all of you who are serving uh, the national security, and we mean that in the broadest context. Uh, we want to say thank you. Thank you to those of you who are serving in government, and thank you to those of you who are serving in industry. Uh, our national security depends on American industry, not just for our economic vitality, uh, but for the capabilities uh, that our national security commanders and operators use in keeping Americans and freedom-loving people around the world uh, safe and secure. So we want to say happy birthday to America, and we want to thank you, uh, both government and industry contributors, for your service. We have been getting a good bit of feedback uh, on the podcast and on our other digital content. Thank you for that feedback. Uh, Eileen, who is a chief AI officer for one of the military services in America, has dubbed our podcast a must listen. Uh, so thank you, Eileen. And for those of you who are listening, uh, we hope you'll subscribe to the channel uh, here on YouTube, rate and review on Apple and Spotify. Uh, but thanks for that feedback. 
the 83-minute video that we produced on how leaders should think about implementing uh, chat GPT and large language models has produced a lot of feedback. Uh, Mike, who is a master data scientist and AI leader in a global firm, uh, said, quote, uh, I've been working with open source LLMs for several months and I still found your video tremendously helpful. So Mike, thank you for that feedback and all of you who have responded to the video, uh, we really appreciate that feedback. Uh, the video has gotten a good bit um, of attention, uh, up around a thousand uh, viewers. That's good, we're thankful for that. Uh, but when you think about the size and scope of the national security enterprise, we have to reach tens if not hundreds of thousands of leaders um, and if we want to promote literacy of AI which we do in the workforce we literally need to reach hundreds of thousands of people and so uh, we hope that encouraging you to subscribe to rate and review uh, it is not for us it is for the community which you are a part of uh, which will help get the word out to everyone. So thank you for doing that. Uh, Chris and I have been busy uh, of late on two fronts. We have been doing a number of speaking events. Uh, we were in New York City a few weeks ago at Domino Data Lab's annual data science conference. It's principally a commercial forum, but this leadership gap that Chris and I talk about exists in commercial as well as in federal government and the national security enterprise. And so we were there to talk about leading AI, uh, had a really great time uh, there in Times Square at the Marriott Marquis. It was a first class uh, event uh, attended by about a thousand people. Uh, really great job by Domino Data Labs. Uh, appreciate you guys having us. Uh, another upcoming speaking event that we're getting prepared for on the 14th of July at lunchtime, uh, 12 Eastern Daylight Time, uh, Chris and I will be talking uh, to the Moores Group, the Military Operations Research Society, Moores. Many of you are familiar with it. I suspect several of you, a uh, good number of you are members. Uh, it is a great society uh, for AI. Uh, has been around for decades, the Military Ops Research Society, Moors, and they have uh, a webinar that they put on monthly called Moors Talk, and on the 14th of July, uh, Chris and I will be uh, discussing uh, with uh, the Moors CEO uh, leading the implementation of LLMs. That's a segue to the second thing we've been speaking, uh, but the second thing that has really been keeping us very busy of late is we have felt the need over several months now uh, to, again, attack this leadership gap specifically around the area of chat GPT and large language models. So we have mentioned some big news uh, coming up, and what I'm primarily going to do in this podcast episode uh, is I'm going to uh, announce uh, what we've been doing over several months uh, to put together some content to attack the leadership gap, specifically around chat GPT and large language models. Music 
I'm sure that many of you have experienced the misunderstanding and you've probably read about, hopefully you haven't had to experience in your enterprise, the outright misuse of chat GPT and large language models or LLMs. Uh, and so that really motivated Chris and I. There was an event, uh, we've mentioned it previously, uh, an episode, of, uh, an incident uh, where uh, someone in the Department of Defense uh, just misused chat GPT in a report that was destined for the nation's number two military officer. And um, it created a good bit of uh, outright anger and frustration uh, with Chris and I. And it was a good thing in that it sparked us to take action. And we've spent uh, three to four months now researching, thinking, uh, designing the learning objectives, uh, the experiential learning activities, and the content uh, for a, a three-hour course uh, that we are about to release. Uh, and it is a course dedicated to leading the implementation of large language models. Um, there was uh, an episode recently, an incident recently, uh, one of the more egregious ones, and has certainly uh, gotten attention across the legal community, where uh, a lawyer uh, in New York uh, was representing a plaintiff who was suing an airline. Uh, you can find an article in early June in the New York Times on this. Um, if you just put in chat GPT, lawyer, um, Manhattan, you, you'll get the article. And uh, the, the lawyer representing the plaintiff who was suing the airline uh, filed a 10-page brief with the court. The airline was arguing that the statute of limitations had expired on the event and therefore the judge should dismiss the case. And the attorney filed a brief a 10-page brief that cited a number of legal cases. Um, the airline did research on the legal cases, of course, uh, and found that none of them had existed. Uh, none of them existed. They were all fabrications. And they were what we would call in the business uh, a hallucinization uh, by uh, a large language model, ChatGPT, in this case. Uh, and so the cases had been wholly made up by the large language model, um, yet the attorney was unwitting. In fact, uh, let me quote him from the New York Times article. Uh, he said, um, I did not realize that chat GPT uh, could hallucinate. Um, so the the judge has has since uh, taken that attorney to task. Uh, there have been some consequences for the attorney and his firm, um, and it it underscores the fact that there is a level of ignorance. And this attorney, not stupid. First of all, he's he's got the terminal degree, he's got a juris doctorate, and he had been practicing law for thirty years. Uh, so so he was hardly stupid, um, but he was just ignorant, uh, and it is easy, relatively easy, to fall prey to the very seemingly simple user experience and user interface 
uh, with chat GPT, for example, I go into search bar, you know, give me cases related to XYZ and boom, it will spit out answers. And the, the syntactical, um, grammatical, uh, layout, the textual response of the answers is, is very, very good. And therefore it makes the results look very plausible. Um, it, it is characteristically an ideal deception because it looks so plausible and it it prompted uh i think these sort of things prompted uh billionaire investor ray dalio to say on bloomberg a couple of weeks ago quote the problem with ai is not in the technology uh, the problem is with people and we would respectfully uh, refine uh, Dalio's uh, definition or his assertion there just a little bit. The, the problem is not primarily with people. The problem is primarily with leaders. Um, it is up to leaders to ensure that in their enterprise, they don't have these gross levels of misunderstanding. I did not realize that ChatGPT could hallucinate. Um, and it is up to leaders to put the policies and the methods and the technical capabilities into place so that there isn't misuse of these capabilities. And so that really prompted us, as I said, to look hard at what we could create in the way of a course that would help uh, leaders and, and help users better understand these models and think about the implementation of these models. There are some great courses already out there for things like prompt engineering, uh, how to integrate uh, RAP, uh, a large language model with an API. And, and in fact, as you've probably seen, there are API uh, integrations that are rolling out. In fact, uh, I literally got a text just a few moments ago from someone who is on the West Coast at the Databricks uh, conference, and Databricks had just demonstrated a plain text API interface to Spark, uh, where the plain text was entered, you know, plot a graph for a seven-day moving average of this data, uh, and the return they got back was the graph, and I'm quite confident uh, that there was a large language model operating in the background. So, so those sort of uh, integrations of large language models with APIs and user experiences, uh, those are going to continue to come uh, across a variety of industries. And so we felt that there was a lot of training there, kind of typical for AI on the technical side, then there's a lot of conceptual arm waving about, you know, AI escaping the laboratory and morphing and, you know, it, it, some of that stuff sort of rises to level. It reminds me of James Comer. Um, sadly, he's a representative from my home state, Kentucky. He chairs the House uh, Oversight and Accountability Committee. And, and during the Chinese balloon incident, uh, Comer said on a cable news program, uh, in fact, let me just quote him here. Um, so Comer said, quote, is it bioweapons in that balloon, unquote? Uh, Did the balloon take off from Wuhan, uh, unquote? 
um, is it bioweapons in that balloon? So um, from Kentucky, English a second language, obviously. But some of that hysteria, um, not helpful for leaders. The detailed technical implementations are essential for developers, but but what are leaders to do? What are leaders to think about in terms of, of how to implement this tech? And so we have created a three-hour course that we are about to release. Let me just give you a quick preview of the course. It has eight lessons. As I said, it takes you about three hours to work through the lessons. Uh, each lesson on average is about the length of a TED Talk. So sort of best practice, we keep the lessons at around 15 to 20 minutes. Um, and so the first three lessons get you grounded in what is this tech and how does it work. Uh, so so we give um, a, a technical, sufficiently technical description, but not so technical that any leader uh, can't assimilate and understand. But it does lift the hood a bit uh, as is necessary so that leaders can understand what's actually happening in this black box. And they can understand more than just the metaphor black box. They can, they can understand it is truly a black box. And in these hidden layers, uh, there is very little to no explainability of, of what's happening. So first three lessons do that. Um, then we go through some implementation challenges um, and some risk. Uh, one of the things that leaders are responsible for, identifying major risk and ensuring that actions are taken to mitigate those risks. And so we, we talk through different implementation options and risk associated with those options. Not all implementation options of an LLM are equally risky. The risk varies. And we give you a plot of how that risk varies depending on the implementation option uh, because again, leaders need to prioritize their attention and that gives you the ability to prioritize your attention on kind of the moderate to high risk activities. Um, then we get into the, the back end of the course which really gets down to blocking and tackling very practical around three roles that LLM technology can be used for in an enterprise and the roles are different um, for functions, technical functions that they fulfill, uh, and then five implementation paths, um, different technical approaches to implementing an LLM into your enterprise. And then we go into a set of activities and tasks that you need to execute uh, in order to uh, implement one or more of these models. And so it's a very practical treatment uh, of leading the implementation uh, of a large language model. So that gives you an overview of the course. Uh, it will be coming out on our site, AILeaders.com. It is an online course um, with a very friendly user interface. Uh, and so it, it allows you as an individual or uh, cohorts in an enterprise to take it 
and it has a set of engaged learning activities. There's a knowledge check for each lesson so that you're making sure as you exit a lesson, you're getting the key information from that lesson. And then there is a reflection at the end of the course, and the reflection is designed to help an individual or a team, a cohort, uh, think about the practical application of what they've learned in their particular business or mission environment. Um, the course is not designed unique to national security. Uh, it will be useful broadly uh, in national security, but also broadly in government uh, and also in commercial industries, technology, media, entertainment, manufacturing, energy, natural resources, uh, consumer packaged goods. Uh, it will have wide applicability, uh, and we have designed it uh, with that in mind. So that course is coming out. We want to give you something uh, to help you experience the course forced hand, uh, and that is one of the lessons uh, that we will give to you free of charge. Uh, it is the fourth lesson of eight, and it is the introduction to the implementation options. It's the description of the five implementation options. Uh, you can get access to that lesson on our website, AILeaders.com, AILeaders.com. It's right at the top of the page. Uh, it does ask you for an opt-in. Uh, we do not spam you. We do not share your email address with anyone, uh, but we will use that email to make you aware of other content periodically, uh, podcast, uh, and just help you to stay engaged in this community that we are building uh, of AI leaders uh, in national security, both government and industry, uh, and a broader community in uh, civil government and out into industry. So I uh, would encourage you uh, sample that lesson. Uh, it is, again, short, 15 to 20 minutes, but it will give you a very practical sense of the depth of the teaching and the content. Then we're going to launch that course right after the 4th, uh, and we will do that by having a couple of webinars uh, that, again, will be free to you. Uh, we would encourage you to participate in one of these webinars. We'll give a bit more of a detailed preview of the course. Uh, we will take questions uh, and have a question and answer session. So it'd be a good opportunity for you to get further exposure to the course and also invite your colleagues uh, in government and industry uh, to participate in one of these webinars. So if you go and uh, subscribe to our community uh, by getting that uh, free lesson, uh, you'll get an email inviting you to uh, the webinars, but those are gonna occur the week after the 4th, uh, one on that Wednesday uh, and one on Thursday. So that is what we have been up to. That is the big news. Uh, we are really excited about the content of this course and its impact in this area uh, and are looking forward to your feedback on the course. So thank you for listening to this episode of the AI Leadership Podcast. Again, 
it will really help in building the community if you will subscribe on YouTube, rate and review uh, on Apple and Spotify. Doesn't take you but a few seconds to do that. Really be helpful. Um, we have some podcasts coming up, both guests, um, some that are going to be helping us look at AI in a legal context. Uh, other guests that are going to be helping us on the technical and operational front. Uh, Chris and I are going to do, as I said, a series of podcast episodes uh, on quote-unquote retirement, uh, an analytical way to think about retirement. Uh, we're going to do a series of podcast episodes on coaching practitioners. Um, in the leadership gap, one of the problems that arises is you have senior leaders who need to give coaching to practitioners. Practitioners are looking for coaching. They're looking for mentorship on their careers. And this gap can create a scenario where, you know, it's, it's, it's not malfeasance. Uh, some of the advice that uh, I've seen given, it's not, you know, done uh, maliciously, uh, but it's malpractice nonetheless. And so we want to equip you uh, we've been leading practitioners for over three decades in this space, and we want to equip you with some practical tips and principles that you can use uh, in coaching practitioners. So that's a look at some of the episodes that are coming up. But for now, thank you for listening. Thank you for being a part of this community. We appreciate you. <music>